Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. What's up, guys? Welcome to the I Don't Get It podcast. This is Naz. Lauren. Ashley. And Gurgi. Gurgi. sitting and joining with us. Um, we're so excited for today's podcast because a week ago or two weeks ago, as did everyone else around the country, we three sat down on the couch and watched the Netflix Fire Festival documentary. Correct. And we should just talk about... Well, Ashley, you slept through almost half of it. Well, then I... Oh, I watched it the next <laughs> oh, yeah. day. Oh, you finished no, it? Yeah. Yay. Come on. I liked it. Okay. I just can't deal. I cannot start a movie after nine anymore. It's so... <laughs> I really can't start a movie after eight because that means that during the movie, it'll hit 10 and then I'll be done. <laughs> right. It's so embarrassing. Anyway, it was fascinating, of course, because... It's kind of always from an from a influencer. It's kind of from fun. an influencer standpoint. It's, it's kind <laughs> Did of you just fun. Joke on your own word. Yeah, it's kind of fun to see other influencers crash and burn. Mm, more like Instagram models who literally have no personality. Oh, and they're actually, just famous for. Well, we don't. This has nothing they to do with the a, model. The whole thing had nothing to do with them. Well, it actually okay. had everything to do with okay, the fact it had that everything to do it with turned them. out because they literally but the uploaded. didn't fail because of them. That no, is 100% no, accurate. it became popular because of them. Correct. So it wasn't their fault it turned out to be a catastrophe. But, okay. no, I actually, mean, not the people who did the advertising. I mean, the people that showed up. Oh, well, that's but, a whole story. Okay. But Lauren actually, brought up a good point because a lot of people are now saying, and just so you guys know, we'll talk about the Hulu one, but if you haven't watched these documentaries, watch it because we're not really going to go into the explaining of everything that happened. This is more like the aftermath that we're going to talk to a couple of people today that actually went, which we're so excited yeah. to talk to. But basically, a lot of people are saying that the models are semi-responsible. Do you guys think that they're responsible? Well, okay. Because so- it's like a big controversy right now. It's different. This is different than any other like product a, a model would be selling because there was no product for well, them to experience. Gauge. Not it was a an experience. It was an experience. They, they right. didn't experience it themselves. Like they had nothing to vouch for, so they were just simply doing a job, like a modeling job. You yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they so they shouldn't be. You're right. It's really not their part. Penalized for something they couldn't foresee in the future. Yeah, I agree. If you get paid, like the guy was saying in the documentary, if you get paid as an actor or an actress to be in a car commercial and there's a de- like a defect in the car, yeah, you can't really. But it really proves the power of influence because none of those people would have been there had none of those models uploaded a fucking orange yeah. tile. But I have a question: Were those girls really planning on going to the festival? They had. I think they, they were, were paid to go, and then a lot of influencers actually 
actually got like villas and houses. We later, did you watch the What do you mean they're paid to go? They're paid to do the post, but were, did they, they have were, to show up? I don't think they had to show up, but they were given like million dollar villas to just in case go, they wanted to go. Just in case they wanted to go. I think they were highly encouraged to be there. Because then there'd be more Instagram. Right. And, yeah. Exactly. Or paid to be there, maybe. Even, yeah. Or supposedly paid. So, but anyways, as Lauren and I watched the Hulu one, and yeah. we didn't like the Hulu one people, as much. That's what people say. But I think it's because we watched the Netflix one first. Yeah, I think right? we just watched the better one first. Well, crap. <laughs> well, then I guess I won't invest the time. But was it any different with the guy? What's his name? Bob, Billy, Billy McFarlane. Billy's interview. So the Netflix one, I think, personally, is more about the story of Fire Festival. To- Lauren and I agreed that they told it in a chronological order. Mm-hmm. And it's basically as more footage of what was happening in the Bahamas. The Hulu one kind of started out like a, this is what millennials yes. are type of documentary. It was I an would attack say- on our generation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? I would say, like, if you are... Like, I would encourage my dad, my mom and dad to watch the Hulu one and then someone my age to watch the Netflix one. Because the Hulu one's more like the power of the internet and Mm. Billy McFarlane and his story. But I was very frustrated as a reality TV producer because they paid Billy to be in the documentary, which, number one, is shitty because there's so many people that don't have money. And he he sat and he didn't even really say anything or he couldn't answer anything. So just for the sheer fact of putting in a press release, we got Billy McFarlane. They had him sit for no freaking reason. Like I didn't learn so he anything. Didn't give anything that he didn't no already see in he, the Netflix. What the Hulu one did give us was the fact that he had a girlfriend the whole time and she yeah. did an interview. Billy's girlfriend sits down and that's he was never loyal to her. I mean, he wouldn't know? know if Emily Ratajkowski was like, "Hey, I'll suck your cock." He was like, "Absolutely." Sorry, <laughs> Svetlana. Oh my god. Lord. <laughs> what else? There was a couple other things we learned. Oh, we learned in the Hulu one that some influencers that did go did in fact get like a big house mm-hmm. and like wasn't in oh, one of those really? like yeah. hurricane FEMA tents, which was interesting. We didn't see that in the Netflix one. We didn't one. see that in the Netflix one. Okay, so a question about escaping so everybody was there and they were like oh my god these tents i can't live la, la, la. right you couldn't there was no other hotels on the island i they mean i'm not booked s- because they booked it on regatta the, regatta the most weekend. like packed weekend oh, in that's why. that imagine the super the bowl happening in atlanta but you want to have a festival the same day in atlanta that's <laughs> oh, what it was my god. but it wasn't supposed to be there remember it was supposed to originally okay, be on yeah, pablo that's escobar's right, that's island right. okay which is so fucking okay great. all this makes more sense now because i was like yes poor everyone that sucks but i was like but why aren't they like finding another way to lit you know right to provide themselves shelter right so that makes sense we try to get andy king on this we need to talk about him for a second because obviously what he says in the netflix documentary like all our jaws dropped <laughs> yeah everyone knows the memes now and he's such a meme and then he got an instagram he had no idea what trending or a meme was someone literally like tapped his shoulder and was like you're trending did you know this lauren he I had no, no idea. idea so he got on the he got on instagram he literally has been posting on his instagram and he's like i don't know if i'm doing this right let me know oh and now God. people are offering him show deals which I think is kind of crazy. I think it's genius. But why would you want to watch a white guy that almost sucked dick for Evian Water show? Like, what is. Why do we watch any show? <laughs> it's just so insane how famous you can get from like one meme, like one viral yep. thing. It's like he, now he has like show deals, like his life has changed. I mean, I would love to have talked to him. We obviously tried to get him for this podcast, so he didn't respond. I mean, Andy's like famous now. <laughs> oh my God, absolutely. It's like so crazy. Um, we also tried to get the hot guy that um, was... I thought he was so hot. The yeah. hot guy in the Netflix line who has a girlfriend. The one that was supposed to be a yoga instructor. You found out that he has a girlfriend? 
Yeah. Naz knew that. Yeah, already. remember he went on his Instagram, Mark Weinstein. Oh, anyway, well, that so, could be your soulmate. <laughs> no, he's girlfriend. Also, wait, what? Are, oh, well, we also sorry. It's already keep comparing the two. I know this. No, is that's this is the whole point of this okay. podcast. Um, but we also found out that there was supposed to be a fire twenty nineteen. Yes, which is they didn't talk about it in Netflix, yes. which actually kind of would be iconic if they did a fire twenty twenty because. It could happen. Like people would <laughs> yeah. go yeah. out of a reverence. No, they would go because yes, they think reverence. it was funny and cool funny. now to go Not sleep they... in a hurricane. Guys, yeah. absolutely. I bet. Well, you know that in Beverly Hills, there's a fire experience pop up where you can take no. a picture with the cheese sandwich in an airplane seat, no. and a picture with a Bella Hadid cardboard cutout with a sign in front of her that says "Feed me, I need help, or get me out of here." Everyone would go for the grams. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the parody grams. Yeah. But parodies way funnier to me than actual. Oh yeah, like that makes that way more. more sense to me to go as a parody than go because you want to be surrounded with beautiful people. Who wants to do that? Right. Yeah. It's just the. It's just hilarious how this whole thing came to be. But I bet you that's what Andy King's working on right now. I bet you he's working good. on Fire Twenty Twenty. Good, that's funny, right? Yeah, good for him. <laughs> like you would do that. <laughs> um, um, what else? Sponsored so by Hot Water. Yeah, by Evian Water. Yeah. Sponsored you, by Evian. Did you see there was like an Evian meme and it was like a picture of his face and in the corner it said, um, "Take one for the team, Evian Water." Or something. Genius marketing. <laughs> um, but we do actually have people calling in that. That actually went. went yeah. So we thought it'd be funny because obviously both documentaries talk to like one or two people that went, but I feel like we need to do our due diligence and like talk to more people that went really to just paint the picture of what this fucking shit show was like. And like the mentality of why they bought the ticket. That's why I want to know. Right. Like With no w- proof of whatever actually is going to happen. And you were really enticed by the actual influencers. I want to know their um, thought process. Right. Like what made you say, yes, I need to buy this and go here. Aside from the fact that you have like a lot of money and nothing else to do with it. That's Maybe. True. Maybe. I don't know. Millennials, you know? That, that, um, that fucking line in the Netflix on Lauren was so good. Which one? That comedian. Oh. He's like, if you got, he's like, if you have $3,000 to see Blink-182, um, in the Bahamas, that's Darwinism at its finest. And also the quote from the really funny kid who said, I don't even know where I'm going or what was it? Like, oh, he was 23 years old. He's like, Billy came up to me. He worked for fire and he was like, Billy came up to me and asked me to, to book, um, to book musicians, to book a lineup. He's like, I'm 23. I've never booked a concert or festival. Yeah, in my so life. Hilarious. Great minds are coming together for fire festival. Lauren has, um, she has a very hairy pubic area. <laughs> I have hairy armpits and hairy legs, and that requires a good razor. I mean, okay? she needs to shave pretty much every day, and that can be taxing on your skin, but not when you use such a good razor, like the razor you're going to get with Flamingo. A crazy stat here, guys. The average woman spends over $10,000 in two months of her lifetime removing hair. That's an astronomical I think what you could thought. do with those $10,000. So Flamingo wants you to enjoy shaving in 2019 so our listeners can get the flamingo shave set at 22 dollars value today for just 16 dollars, and that comes with two five blade cartridges made the same standards as men so you know how some girls are i i used to go to the men's aisle i always did and that. get the five blades because their hair is like coarse or whatever hey our hair is coarse too so we deserve those five blades yeah and the aloe vera the the hydrating strip and the textured grip All of those are key components to having a good shave. 
These kits are going to come with a body lotion that's going to hydrate and exfoliate your skin for smoother, touchable legs, armpits, whatever you decide to shave with it. And all their products are cruelty-free, made without parabens, sulfates, mineral oil, and all those yucky things, you know? You also get a reusable travel pouch. Oh, and you can hook up this thing in your shower so that, you know, you don't have to get all those rust stains. Absolutely. Get a set with all of your shave essentials from Flamingo, the brand that Vogue, Glamour, Wellgood, and Fast Company are all talking about. A $22 value for just $16 plus free shipping today when you visit shopflamingo.com slash get it. That's right. Visit shopflamingo.com slash get it. Um, okay, so, so let's give some people a kill. Let's give some people a call. All right, guys, we got Tico on the phone right now. And Tico, you wrote in and told us that you were actually in the first group to arrive to Great Exuma. Yes, that is correct. Can you kind of like just, I guess, Lauren, should we start with like how you got your I ticket know, and like, why you bought a ticket? you purchase a ticket? Yeah. Yes. All right. So for sure, it was not Blink-182. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're just talking about thing. what that guy You said. can see them like in the States, like a very normal area, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. That's the first thing everyone says. But no, um, I mean, it just seemed like a really cool festival. Like it was going to be like Coachella in a private island in the Bahamas like it was just what the trailer showed you know did you see that like how did you find out about it I saw it on Instagram everybody started posting about it and then when it came out like it was everywhere on Instagram and on Twitter um were you influenced by the fact that there would be models there like or hot people influencers was it because it was like Coachella or because it was more like um, a music festival. Wait. Yeah, I was. Sorry, go ahead. What was that? Oh, yeah. So I was basically influenced by that it was going to be like the first festival that was going to be as cool as Coachella. You know what I mean? Um, I don't think I was like as influenced as like all these people that were supposedly going to be there. But as to the fact that it was just going to be the first festival in an island, you know? Okay, so walk us through, like, what happened. So you see this on Instagram. Like, did you get a group of friends together? Like, who was the Wrangler? How'd you guys buy tickets? How much were they? Yeah, so basically, I sent it to my friend on Instagram. And I was like, oh, my God, this looks so cool. We should definitely look into it and go. And then I think a few weeks later, tickets started coming out. And we bought tickets. And we did the monthly payment plans. Mm -hmm. And then... Which is how much money? I believe it was like maybe seven hundred or eight hundred a month leading up to what? a month for how many months? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. I think it was just four months. But that Still was for two tickets. How much is oh, okay. that's for two tickets. So for both of yeah, you guys yeah, yeah. it was seven hundred a month. Wait, I gotta do this math. But still continue. and then um we just bought the tickets and paid that monthly we bought them together and um okay so it comes out to 1400 a ticket because it was for two okay okay yeah so that was including like the flight and the quote unquote cabana they were gonna give us (laughs) got it okay so i'm a little confused about this flight there was like one flight from where to how do you well miami obviously it was from miami but it was chartered just for people going to the festival yeah so the way they put it to us was that there were going to be private planes taking us but they weren't private planes they were just um like regular like they just 
Yeah, regular planes from Miami International Airport to the Exumas. And you're obviously from Miami, right? Yeah, I'm from Miami. I only know that because your area code. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then do you? where do you live? Do you live in Miami? No, I live in LA now. Okay, so you flew from LA to Miami. And why did you guys get on if they weren't sending emails or updates on like hotel and had no photos and like like was there ever a point where you're like maybe we should not be going to this thing so yeah the day before is when we started getting concerned about it because we we were reaching a customer service because we had like no idea of any flight information like they didn't send us anything and then around 8 p.m we left on a thursday and around 8 p.m on wednesday they sent us an email with like the flight information and they said to get to the airport an hour extra um, just because we needed to get these wristbands and put money onto the wristbands and they would give us all the information there at the airport. Why were they telling you you needed to put more money into it? Wait, that was my question. How much did you put on the wristband before you got there? Well, we know why. Because Billy needed well, money I, to like, I know why, but it. I want to know why they <laughs> oh, said. what they were told. Yeah. Basically, well, they- what they said, it was going to be a cashless event. Right. But we were lucky enough that when we got to the airport that morning, their iPads weren't working, so we didn't put money into the wristbands. <laughs> Lord, okay. Wait, so, so even you their get to, iPads weren't working. So you get to the airport, Miami International, and are there people from the Fire Festival meeting you at this airport to like check people yeah. in? And there so were since yeah, since we were the first flight, it was like three thirty in the morning that we had to be there, and um. There was like this girl wearing a fire festival shirt, but like she didn't even know what was going on. So she was like, they'll figure it out once you get over there to the Bahamas. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> so we were just like there, like chilling an extra hour super early. Do you feel like now in retrospect, that girl that told you that knew what the fuck was happening there? I don't know. I don't think so. Cause they kept a lot of people in the dark, mm-hmm. like from right. what I heard, like that whole week there. Like, not a lot of people knew what was going on. Okay, so once you got there and they didn't have much um, available food, were you, like, actually at a point where you would say you were starving? Like, you were hungry? Like, in a way that, like, you were very uncomfortable? It wasn't just like, oh, man, it's been six hours since I ate. I'm hungry. Like, you, like, actually felt like you were impoverished? Yeah, so basically what we we were lucky enough to like find this really sweet taxi lady and she took us around the island to a restaurant that Aww. she knew cuz we were like we just need to like rest like can you take us to a hotel can you take us Aww. somewhere and she was like sorry like the there's only one hotel and it's sold out we were having like a huge event this weekend um but I'll take you to a restaurant that I know so she took us there and she picked us up an hour later and she was like by the way I passed by the festival site and it doesn't look like it's gonna be ready are you sure you guys are supposed to be here wow no way okay so you're in the first group there so then did you end up going to that one restaurant that's in both documentaries wherever they just sent everyone to that rush okay tell me about what that was like because that seemed like a crazy party but like how long did that even last oh yeah that was pretty crazy so they took us straight there in these school buses and um they started giving everybody alcohol like Casamigos tequila, champagne, like whatever you want, like per person, you get a bottle. And they were just giving it to everybody. And like, of course, everybody was like super excited, like just drinking it. And they were making like burgers and hot dogs. And people started passing out, like on the beach, like sleeping, like just passed out drunk on the beach. 
that's a vacation. <laughs> when were, but like, how long were you guys there? And when was the, was there like rioting at some point where people were like, okay, yes. how long are they going to fucking keep? Can you like just walk us through like, I guess all the chaos that happened there? Yeah. So we were there at that beach maybe for like nine hours. What? Yeah, eight to nine hours. And towards, I remember like around 5 p.m., like people were like cranky, drunk, tired, and they just started asking questions and nobody was giving us answers. I remember I went up to like somebody and I was like, what time are we going to go to the actual festival site? Like we need to know. And they were like, oh, sorry, like I don't know anything. And then they would like basically like tell me to go to another person to talk to them and that person didn't know anything. So around 5 p.m., people started like getting cranky and like angry and started like screaming and then that's when they started bringing in these huge school buses and people were just like running onto those school buses it looked like a scene from the hunger games wow the whole thing really did look like a scene from the hunger games yeah honestly they were just running on it could you walk to the airport or a ho- or the hotel or anything like was there anything that you felt was like feasible and like feasible no. for yourself to do no no and we didn't even get on a bus to go to the actual festival like another couple was like if you want to split this like somebody that lives here is going to take us to the festival site because people were just crazy like going onto those buses yeah so they took us in a car and once we got to the festival site the car couldn't enter so we had to walk like maybe like two miles to go to the actual where the two tents were and stuff from miles? the gated area yeah so you truly were stranded it's not like there yes. was an option to get no, out because they didn't book no. any charter flights out i know so exactly. every, how long were you stuck on the island i i ended up sleeping there a whole night and i left the next morning at 6 a.m how okay. did that happen so I had phone service and when we got to the festival site, when everything started going like to crap, um, I started seeing things on Twitter, like people's flights were getting canceled and then Blink-182, like all that drama started coming out. And then that's when we were in line to get the wristbands and see where our tents were. And that's when Billy McFarlane got on a um, on like a, a container yeah yeah and scream like everybody just go find your own tent like <laughs> it's fine you were there for this dude <laughs> like what was that like you're when gonna you said be that? telling your kids about this it's like I Woodstock. Know, it's, it's really wild <laughs> that's so crazy did you run for a tent <laughs> no everybody else was running but me and my friend were just like super chill like we we're like okay we're not gonna fight anybody for a tent so we we went to a tent and when we opened it we were just so shocked because the it had like a rug and it was soaking wet like we would step on it and water would come out of it (laughs) and there was just two mattresses a bookshelf that was like that fell on the floor and no books you're wait why is there a bookshelf (laughs) even like a a bedside a bedside table just a bookshelf just a bookshelf and two mattresses no sheets no pillows nothing so what how did you sleep that night we ended up um, going into those huge containers and finding like towels or pillows and just like try to like rest for a few hours. But we honestly didn't really sleep. Like we were just waiting to leave. So wh- I'm still shook from this I know, whole this thing. This is so insane. <laughs> Did you have fun? no no at all like were you crying were people crying were people on drugs can you kind of paint what the what the situation was like like that one night you stayed there because obviously there was no music right 
So they had the main stage next to where the tents were, where they had like the food, which I'm sure you've seen the pictures that it was just like cheese and like lettuce. Um, (laughs) So they were playing music really loud and yeah, definitely people were crying. Like they were like freaking out, (laughs) like trying to get home and they couldn't get home. That's scary. Most people didn't have phone service. No, I would be terrified. It's crazy that this happened, but it's even crazier that it happened on an island, an inescapable island. That's why it didn't work out. That's why it was an unsuccessful festival. Wait, Tico, did you, um, are you suing? them like what's going on with the money you've lost this is like really why you're why we're calling everyone yeah so we ended up getting our money back with our credit card company we disputed it and we did sue them because we had to leave the next day but there was no flights to miami so we ended up going to we went to nassau and we stayed at atlantis so like they paid for all of that yeah okay Okay, that makes sense. Um, is there anything, before we let you go and ask you this question, is there anything that you can tell us that wasn't in either documentary? And which documentary do you like better? I like um, the Netflix documentary better. I think it's entertaining yeah. Like to see what actually went on behind the scenes. And um, pretty much what you saw, I mean... Being there was way worse than what you can even imagine, but I'm sure it's pretty much what you see on the documentaries. Do you have any crazy stories where we let you go that you want to share? Uh, like a specific story? Like maybe you tried to really. take a shit, like, or in it, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, said. the craziest thing was just arriving to the airport the next day, and there was literally a huge line of people just sleeping outside of the airport. <sighs> terrible that's so sad. and seeing all of that yeah and it was, the water situation i know it's that's, a comical that's but it's also like you could die from not having water right exactly exactly yeah. how long did you go without eating um i it was just a few hours because we we went to that little oh, restaurant and restaurant then, right yeah <clears throat> um do you go to coachella often yes i do so why do you love coachella <laughs> I just think it's so fun and it's also like the music and like you go with a big group of friends and all the parties and uh, um, it's just like great. I don't know. Alrighty. Well, (laughs) no, I'm just, I just, uh, I like comparing to other festivals. We got to know it, you know? Yeah. 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 I was just looking to see if that's what you were. Yeah. We don't understand the appeal, but I understand why people would like them and would be looking for another option. I have one mm. last question, actually, I just thought of. If there was a fire okay. Festival 2020, would you be going? No. Not, okay. I would not. Okay, I believe in I believe humanity. You. I believe you. Okay. <laughs> Tico, you're the greatest. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. All right. You're a great good interview. Night. Bye. Bye. Be safe. Good night. <laughs> you guys know that we've talked about our results from 23andMe and how we discovered our background is kind of different than when we thought we were you know Mm -hmm. our heritage spray nuts but 23andme is not only your ancestry it also allows you to go beyond ancestry to access more personalized insights about you based on your dna they have more than 125 genetic reports and you can gain more insights about your health like this like there's a deep sleep report if you've always suspected that you feel more sleepy than others and that you're missing 
missing out on a good night's sleep a lot of the time, you may not be imagining things. This may actually be your genes. Some of us can't handle alcohol as well as others, mm-hmm. like like I. Um, didn't, does alcohol turn your cheeks as pink as a glass of rosé? <laughs> good pun there. Uh, you may have the alcohol flush reaction. Learn about the genetic factors that make it hard for some people to process alcohol. A 23andMe Health and Ancestry Kit is the perfect gift for Valentine's Day. Buy your kit today with 23andMe.com slash get it. That's number two. 3andme.com slash get it. Again, that's 23andme.com slash get it. All right, guys, we have Mitch on the phone now. And Mitch, you went to Fire Festival by yourself? <laughs> I did. I did go to Fire Festival by myself. Okay, so any and all thoughts on the experience overall? Because that's fucking crazy that you went by yourself. <laughs> I just saw like a lot of stuff, and I'm kind of the friend in my friend group where. I, I always want to be the first one to try stuff and whether it's good or bad, like I want to be able to like have that experience of failure or success. And it just, it's kind of like an adrenaline rush to me because you just never know what's going to happen. So I had to do it. So did you want to go alone or could you just not find a friend who was willing to go with you? So like I thought it was going to be hysterical. Like, so I, I literally, I, I thought it was going to either be absolutely amazing or absolutely horrible. Okay. I knew it wasn't gonna. I knew it wasn't gonna be like, eh. It was all right. I, how, it was not gonna be that. How do you know there's this? Only, well, there's only two ways it can go. Like, it could be absolutely horrible, where these people don't know what they're doing. The festival falls apart. Like, you know, whatever. Maybe it gets canceled, and I get on the wrong flight, or I don't know. Like, I've had a lot of funny things happen to me throughout my life, where they've been horrible, and then also super random things that have been amazing. So I've kind of just learned how to expect either the the worst, and usually I try to either make it the worst or I make it the best. Oh so, God! Wait, yeah, but Mitch, so. tell me, tell us your story, like your whole experience, like all thoughts on what happened to you. Yeah. So I tried to get to answer your first question. I tried to get a ton of my friends; they were not down. And then I was like, "All right, hell yeah, I'm going to this thing by myself." So you know, saw the ads online, got super hype, uh, basically got verification from kylie's post uh and so that or kendall kendall, was it kendall or kylie kendall, kendall yeah Kend- kendall's post and i just saw that and i was like all right if these people can pay 150 250 grand whatever it was for kendall to post this they can probably afford to put on a decent festival that oh, is actually an 100 percent justified thought yeah and it wasn't just her. Like, they probably spent over $2 million paying influencers. And I don't remember the exact number, but it was a lot. And so I was like, all right, there's obviously some big money behind this. Maybe it's this. And then uh, I really never paid attention to the Ja Rule thing. Funny story, when I was on my flight over there, I mentioned to my buddy, I was like, yeah, I'm going to this thing called Fire Festival. He's like, oh, is that the one Ja Rule's putting on? And I was like, uh, I don't know. I think, I, I think he has maybe a part in it. I didn't really know. And he said, bro, that festival is going to fucking suck. <laughs> you know it is because Ja Rule's putting it on. So that kind of made me laugh. That was on the flight over. And so I was like, oh, God. And that kind of gave me a little, uh, uh, like, what's going to happen? Like, is Ja Rule? I, I, didn't, I never really liked Ja Rule, but I, just, I didn't really know much about him. So he basically <laughs> told me it was going to be horrible because of that. Um, flew in, first flight in. And got there at five. It was raining. Took us to the Sandals Resort. We were all kind of like, what's going on? Are we going to our tents? Met four or five people. Just kind of started talking about the hype. 
super excited. Where are you from? We were from all corners of the world, like our U.S. It was L.A., Seattle, New York, Miami, and I'm I'm from Charlotte. So it was, it was kind of cool just to see everyone from everywhere, you know, kind of being a part of that. Right. And so they didn't really give us a reason why we were at Sandals. And so they basically paid for all our food, paid for all our drinks. We started drinking, like, uh, you know, gym- Bahamian beer at like 7 a.m. in the morning. Oh, Kalik is the best beer ever. Yes. Yeah. And it was, (laughs) it was great. And I have, I have hilarious pictures of our table of by the time it, you know, we started at seven, we stopped at like 940 and it's full of, it's full of beer. So we were pretty lit at that point. They say, Hey, we're going to take you to check in. We're going to take you to your tents, get on the back of a golf cart. We're like, heck yeah, this thing's actually going to start. Get to the bottom of the hill where the tents are. We can't see anything yet. And they say, hey, we're not ready yet. You guys are going to the Bay of Pigs. We're already pretty lit at this point, so we're pretty excited, honestly. Cool, Bay of Pigs. That's actually one of the selling points of the whole festival is we're going to play with these pigs, you know, on yachts with beautiful girls and have fun and music and yay, you know, fire festival, yay. And so they took us to the tent. They took us to the restaurant, which is you know inf- infamously where the, the lady, the restaurant the lady owned. Mm-hmm. We got there and it looked sick, like boats taking us to play with the pigs. There was a DJ. There was actually amazing food. Oh, there was like there was a food like a kind of a food truck, if you will, but more of an apparel truck selling T-shirts. So we got our gear and people. People were honestly having a blast. Like the first. First flight in, the first seven hours were amazing because we were with the pigs, we were drinking, we were that eating seems amazing to be the consensus, food yeah. on boats, swimming. And so I was, I, I literally just started laughing and I texted like all my friends. I was like, guys, this really played out. <laughs> you, guys, awesome. you guys are missing out. And they were like, send us pics, send us pics, send us pics. So I, I started sending them pictures, videos. And I was like, you guys are losers. Like, I am having an amazing time. Like, I wish you guys were here because it'd be amazing. But you guys should have listened to me. You know, one point for Mitch, zero points for, you know, the homies. And so (laughs) I basically was just like ecstatic that one of these things that I had so much hype behind was, you know, playing out. So, you know, nine o'clock, we get there, fast forward seven hours, have a blast, whatever, get sunburned. They say, hey, Mitch, uh, we're going back to our tents. Do you want to ride with? Cool. Yeah, hop in the back of this truck. Just, like, letting the wind blow through my hair. I am, I, I'm not, but I was, like, feeling like Zac Efron in Baywatch. I was like, this is <laughs> Missy, you're quite right. the character. I want you to come on the podcast was, for a future topic. <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling amazing. And so we get to the tents, and as soon as we pull in, everyone's like, oh, my God. And there was a random truck just with, like, stuff kind of getting pushed out of it. It was the funniest and most pathetic-looking apparel station in my life. Like, there was a place that was supposed to set up to sell T-shirts and, like, accessories and apparel. And it was, like, four planks of wood, like, you know, a tiki dress, like, hanging off the top. Like, it looks like they got from Party City. And just everything made zero sense. So we're like, all right, well... Maybe it's just mayhem because people don't know where to go. Walk up to the, you know, the kind of the main area and we're like, hey, you know, we're checking in. What are we supposed to do? And we kind of hear people saying stuff like festival's getting canceled, festival's getting canceled. And then 
all these workers are like, no, you idiot. It's not getting canceled. Stay here. Don't fly out. Oh, my and, God. So people were encouraging you guys not to leave. Oh, yeah. There was this one guy who, let's call him Gary because he looked like a Gary. He, <laughs> he was basically, like, yelling at everyone, like, passionately. Like, imagine Braveheart and you got William Wallace trying to encourage them to fight the English army. This guy was trying to encourage us to, you know, fight fight back our urge to leave to believe, <laughs> to, to believe in the in the fire that was fun. the best. There will be models. Yes. There will be pigs. And he was so emotional. Like it's like he had like oh my gosh. It was like the SpongeBob Patrick like yelling, I'm dirty Dan. They're like this festival's gonna be amazing. <laughs> this festival's gonna be amazing. And so Everyone's like, all right, this guy's kind of, you know, he's a little too emotional. Maybe we should listen to him. Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe he shouldn't be here. Um, and, they, you know, we're like, all right, cool, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll play it out a little longer. Where's our tent? And I had gotten a villa. So I was like, hype. I'm staying in a villa in the Bahamas. Guys, I'm having a blast. Wait till you see my villa. I literally said that as a text message. And How I much get up did there. this villa cost you before you tell us what it looked like? All right, so I did actually. I got one of the very first tickets available, and so I only spent twelve hundred dollars, and I was going to stay Tuesday or Thursday morning through Tuesday night. Wow! So in my mind, I was time. like, "All right, that's five days in the five days in the Bahamas, all inclusive food, drinks, music festival included." I'm in. Yeah, like, that's not that bad time. when you put it no, like that. Yeah, but you know, how much food was included? Twelve hundred. Flight, flight included. Twelve hundred, so all of that included. Yeah, I paid. Oh, wow. I paid twelve hundred dollars, and so I was pretty like whatever. And I was like, and I'm getting a villa. And it, the more I laugh about it and think about, it, I was like, that's why it fell apart. There's no way you could get that for twelve hundred. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And so, anyways, they say I get up to you know the desk, and they're like, "Yo, man, uh, we don't know who you are, but you don't have a villa, and we no one does. And so you should go <laughs> find. You should you should just go find a tent." And I just like deadpanned, like all this excitement that was like, and then like, you know, William Wallace making me believe in the festival again. I was just like, I looked at this dude. I was like, bro, I got a villa and they just told me to find a tent. And <laughs> Were the tents technically the villas? No, villas were supposed to be like a legit fucking like home on the beach. So what were the, quote, the beach. tents called? The tents, the tents were just tents. Oh, really? Like teepees okay. or something. Hurricane I thought they FEMA advertised tents. them. No, they as probably advertised them as like cute, insurable yeah. like teepees. The, the you know, tents, like were not. I mean, it literally looked like igloos. Yeah, we, so I was, we so, saw. So I was, I was very lit, and so like when I first saw them, I was like. <laughs> What the are those? I thought they were maybe you know like those you know when you like go out kind of in the country and there's like these satellites and yeah you're like I was like oh there's a bunch of satellites there trying to connect to like the bands or so we can all have Wi-Fi at our festival so we can all have Wi-Fi you know and so very confused I end up walking for like 45 minutes find a tent go in there lay down and I am completely like I lay down on the bed I'm I'm soaked because the bed is wet. (sighs) And so I just like put my stuff down. I started laughing. I was like, this, <laughs> this is absolutely hysterical. I got duped. And one of my buddies texted me, yo, dude, Blink 182's canceled. <laughs> yo, your friends are such assholes. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, thanks for the, you know, the reminder. And then he was like, yeah, man. 
just wanted you to know all the small things. And I was like, it was, it was like, they, I kept getting blink 182 jokes, like all like that. And then it was like, Hey man, Kanye's Kanye's would come, you know, he said there's only, you know, 808 people and he wanted to heartbreak you, but, um, (laughs) no, it was, it was bad. And so then the group I met earlier, we were kind of just hanging out and we were like, all right, are we going to wait until, you know, the other bands are going to cancel? Are we going to stay through the night? Like, what are we going to do? So we ended up playing, um, intense circle of death. And that was one of the more fun times. I have no idea what that is. So circle of death, uh, there's different ways to play it, but basically like each person gets added without getting told the rules. And one person does a rule, and then they have to kind of figure it out. Okay. And if they don't figure it out, they get punished. So say, for example, the rule is like you can't cuss. And if you cuss, you get five star in the stomach. And say if they get – so if they cuss, obviously, and they get hit on the stomach, they're like, oh, okay, well, that's one of the rules. Or maybe they're too intoxicated where they don't know. And every time they mess up on whatever the rule is for you know the person, they have to take a shot or they have to chug. Okay. All right, yeah. Basically, whatever. So we played right. that for God. a while. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. that was that was hilarious, and so that was a really fun time. We did that for the rest of the night. Went to bed, and then woke up the next morning, and it was kind of just like, all right, what's going on? And as soon as you wake up, everyone's like, all right, the festival's officially closed, and we're going to fly you guys out for the rest of the day. Uh, how did like to- how did they spread that word? Like, was there someone on a table with a <laughs> megaphone saying like, here he, here he? Like yeah. the festival is canceled. Like. How did you find that information out? So I woke up and the people that I had played the game with earlier, they were like, Mitch, the festival actually is canceled. And I was like, really? Like, and they're like, yeah. And so, um, you know, look at my Twitter and look at, at like anything on my text. And like these people are like, yo, it's canceled. Are you all right? Are you stuck there? Are you stranded? My mom called me crying. She was freaking out. And so I was like, all right, this thing's definitely canceled. What's going on? So then we, you know, got our information. Hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to fly you back to Miami. So, you know, they still had food and they still had drinks. And I was like, all right, well, I want to get on the very last flight because I still want to spend the day at the Bahamas and have fun. <laughs> you are so, such you're an optimist. Like, seriously, you are one of a kind. Yeah. Such an optimist. Now, I have I to had, ask. We have, a couple, yeah. Yeah, wait, we have a couple of questions Okay, for you. so you were kind of swayed by the models' ads to go because you were like, wow, they paid them so much. They must have a lot of money to put into this. So yeah. do you in any part blame the models and the Instagram advertising or do you fully blame Billy and the team? I fully I, – it's equal parts. So like not equal. Billy's like I – I blame Billy like 75% of convincing me to go. And then I blame the models, you know, a, a part of that. And then I also play, well, just like the, the, like behind it, like, you know, fuck Jerry, like their whole, they had to have known. Mm-hmm. There's no way. And they, yeah. and like, from what I understand, they were the connection to the influencers and got them and then got right. the deals and whatever. And a lot so of like, people are, you know, annoyed with the Netflix documentary because it was produced by Jerry Media, which is fuck Jerry. Uh, so basically, they, was, they had, the authority to tell their own story the way that they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And I respect their hustle because like whatever, but also they didn't lose anything. And so I didn't watch the Netflix one um, because of the exact reason you guys said. Oh, Oh, really? So you're like, you're fucking mad at them. 
I'm just like, it's not even like that mad. It's just like, that's not cool. Like, you know, it's not like I'm not really spending that much energy on it. I'm just like, all right, you know, you you guys did this, you advertise, and I'm just not going to watch it. Mitch, do you think they really didn't know? Because obviously in the documentary, they they say, oh, we didn't know until we landed. I just, I don't know. Like, I I don't understand. And And I guess there's a possibility it could be that dysfunctional with the company. But, you know, I, I work, obviously I work on a company in a company and the marketing side versus the sales side and all that, they have to at least have conversations of how progress is. And, and, and that happens all the time. And I just, I don't really buy it, yeah. especially if they're, if they're the forefront of social media advertising. I don't buy it. They're, right. Did you get too, your money too, back? No. So I didn't get my money back. Um, and none of the girls that I actually end up embracing the following morning did either. Um, they, I think actually maybe one of them paid Amex and got Wait, lucky. Wait, did you say one of the women you embraced the next day? So the next morning, kind of like what happened was when I woke up and gave up on the festival, but still wanted to have fun. I went and got breakfast and I saw these five girls and I was like, yo, I don't know who you are, but I like to have fun. It looks like y'all are having fun. They look like they were happy. I was like, I'm going to hang out with y'all the rest of the time we're here. We're going to party on the beach. And they were like, cool. And so, like, they jokingly said, we just adopted you. And so I became their son, quote, unquote, and we hung out. <laughs> That's hilarious. So you, none day. of you guys got your money No, back, but it basically. does sound like the previous guest was talking about how he got it back from, from his credit, credit card, card company. company. So, so I'm American assuming Express. American Express is the, the one that does all good stuff with fraud. Yeah, and I was yes. a dumbass and booked it on a debit card. Uh, so, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, didn't. Would you go to Firefest 2020 if that happened? Honestly, I had so much fun. Like the <laughs> girls, the girls that I went with and like, or like that I met them, we had the funniest day. Like we created our own Fire Festival. We jokingly played like music, like from all the bands that didn't come. And like we laughed our asses off. I'm sure off. you like, did. It was so funny. And then like we got back to Miami at like 4 a.m. And we could have gone home, but all of us were having so much fun and we like really connected. Like two of their high school friends flew in from Arizona and we stayed in in Miami all weekend and just had a blast. And I like reconnected with the other people I saw earlier. And I'm actually really good friends with all those people still. So I had, yeah. That's like a lifetime experience you'll remember for the rest of your life. Mitch, thank you so much for coming on. We have a couple more people to... um, to get to but it's nice to see nice to talk to someone that had like a semi-good experience yeah there. you made the best of it for sure the only thing that went wrong before you guys go is yeah. we did get food poisoning and so all day saturday we what? threw up wait what once you wait, already wait once you already got back to the states yeah so okay. like we're partying saturday and then all of us start looking at each other like what is going on with our stomachs oh and God. we for like the next five hours it was that was like i'd say the one bad part that really happened where I was like, all right, I can't, I have to admit that was pretty bad. All of us got food poisoning. Wow. Oh my God. That's so, terrible. What'd you eat? What do you think it was? I, I don't know. It wasn't the cheese sandwich, which by the way is not true. There was, I'll send y'all a picture of the food I ate. The food on the, on the festival was not a cheese sandwich. That was staged for all I'm, all I'm concerned. Wait, really? really? You think the cheese oh, yeah. sandwich was, was staged? It, yeah, I will send y'all a picture. It was Jamaican jerk chicken with tomatoes and cucumbers and oh, rice okay. and Okay. Yeah, our food. It was our probably food the vegetarian festival. that took that picture or something. 
Yeah, I don't. I I we never saw a cheese sandwich, but I, it might have been that chicken. I don't know. So, but yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Mitch, thank you so much for calling in. I'm sorry you got food poisoning, and <laughs> you are the best. Yeah. We'll have you on again another day. Thanks for being on the I Don't Get It podcast. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, yeah. Thank y'all. Bye. Bye. Let's take a little break from these fry stories to talk about Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all your profits. Plus, there is a no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections, such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of I Don't Get It a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. You can sign up at getit.robinhood.com. All right, guys, we have Nick on the line. First of all, this podcast is just so much testosterone on it. I love I it. We've, we've never had this many males before. Male listeners in the I Don't Get It podcast. Okay, Nick, so you went to the fire Festival. I thought it was hilarious that you are a... I mean, it's not hilarious that you're a vegan, but your story was hilarious because you're like, I'm a vegan and I basically starved. But can you just tell us about (laughs) your specific experience and maybe some things that we haven't already seen in the documentary? All right. So I haven't seen the documentary, so I don't really know, you know, what was all covered there, but I'll just basically give you my version. So around mid-January, I uh, kind of reluctantly bought my ticket, but I was also super excited. I figured, what the hell, you know, it's it's the first time they've had this thing. If anything goes wrong, it'll probably work out in all of our favors, you know, as the attendees. Like, you know, if it's kind of a shit show, then maybe we'll all kind of get to sneak into VIP. That's like as worse uh, as yes. I thought. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, so very maybe normal. if the security's kind of bad, yeah. you know, we'll all get to sneak around. I right. didn't think it was going to be this bad. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, so I, I bought my ticket for about 1300 bucks. That was after I used some, uh, s- like, real special Kendall Jenner discount code. Yes, <laughs> Kendall. <laughs> Thanks, Kendall. Um, anyways. <laughs> How much was that uh, discount? Yeah, that also came with apparently, like, an exclusive uh, party on Friday night that was going to be, like, star-studded. Oh, yeah, the yacht party. Yeah, something like that. It was like, oh, use this Kendall Jenner code and also get access to this like exclusive party, whatever. Anyways, I felt for it. So um, got the ticket and then we were getting emails about like when to book our flights. So I booked my flight like as early as I could. The 5.30 flight, I think, was all maxed out 5.30 in the morning. Um, so I booked the 6.30 flight. And so I got to Miami um let's see wednesday night i dinked around in miami wednesday night thursday morning around 3 30 or 4 30 i get to the airport and um we're supposed to get our wristbands there and i don't know if they said in the documentary or not but the wristband was our form of mm-hmm. payment right so they right. said no cash on the island put all your money on the wristband so that you can you know buy whatever you need to once you're on the island so 
of course, like everyone else, I did bring some cash with me. I think I brought like, I don't know, like 200 bucks or something. Um, just in case, which was actually really handy to have. Mm -hmm. But uh, we get to the airport and there's no wristbands. And we're all like, you know, kind of confused, but also not really thinking about it, just like really eager to get on the plane. So I get on the plane and immediately the flight's delayed. And we've already all boarded the plane and they like kept us locked on the plane. They wouldn't let us get off. You know, in this, it took, I think, like two hours of us sitting in this plane. And the plane was like, not not like a top-notch plane it was just like a regular old like spirit airlines mm. like real cheap it, it got so hot in yeah, there and people were freaking out America. people were freaking out like let me off the plane let me off the plane <laughs> da, 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 da. and so a couple oh. people i think ended up getting off but most of us just stayed on i was sweating wait the bullets, flight was that like, alarming because it was that hot i mean it was I don't think the heat was a lot. I mean, I guess, yeah. It was just kind of like, why can't they turn on the AC? But I honestly just tried to like pass out and not think of it. I was like, look, Nick, don't think about it. You're going to be on the island soon. It's all good. So finally, the captain's like, "Uh, attention, everybody. Uh, We will be departing shortly. Or like, oh, yeah, woo. Everybody starts screaming. Um, and somebody on the, somebody on the plane is like, you guys are all getting two free drink tickets. And we're like, okay, cool. Whatever that means. And they're like, yeah, so screw those other guys that insisted on getting off the plane or whatever. And we're like, all right, cool. Those suckers. Right. Exactly. They, they should have known better. Um, so we take off, we land and I remember it being like a little bit rainy. So I was like, okay, maybe it was bad weather. Maybe nothing's actually going wrong. We land, we make it through customs and they load us onto this school bus that I shit you not was like the school bus out of the Simpsons. Like you'd have pictured auto and they're like, <laughs> <"Get> in, <guys." laughs> it's like broken down, like total, like paints chipping everywhere. Like seats are ripped inside. It was just not a luxurious journey over but and what are you insist- thinking at this point at this point i'm kind of just like you know what like it, i'm in another country like maybe i'm just really privileged mm. I, live in los <laughs> I live in los angeles i'm vegan like i don't know maybe <laughs> this so is just funny. how it is here so i should really try and keep my mind open you know i'm on the island so it's going good so far um and they were insisting that they were going to take us to go uh eat food first before they took us to our um our stay or you know our where our where i guess campgrounds were um and so we're like all right cool they're gonna feed us cool cool so we're driving we drive for like maybe 20 20 minutes or so and um we're passing all these fancy resorts all these fancy resorts and everybody's like Ooh, ah, ooh, ah. <laughs> really excited. You know, everything is still, you know, fine and dandy. Um, so we finally pull up to where they're taking us. And it's like this rundown shack on the side of the, like, water. I mean, it's just this, like, just this rundown looking. I mean, something, I can't even picture, like, what it would be from. But just, like... <laughs> just the shack on the beach it was just this little beach shack but it was cute you know it had character so i was like all right you know whatever everybody piles out we set our things down um and no one's there like no one is at the shack like no workers anything so we're all kind of just like poking our heads around trying to like get settled in and um then one of like one of uh i think like the main staff people comes over and they're like all right like 
we're going to get you guys some alcohol, da, 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 da. <laughs> everybody. So the, the thought of food completely left everyone's mind. As soon as somebody said alcohol, they were all just like flies to a light there. So um, I have to ask you this. Uh, it just popped in my head. Is it feeling like the Hunger Games? Like, do you, in like some weird, creepy, twisted way, think that you may be like on your way to some sort of social experiment? Ooh, like, maybe this like, was all just a social like, experiment. This might like harm you. Was there any like sense of doom? Because when you paint the picture, it kind of sounds dooming. At this point, no. I mean, you've got to imagine it's like clear blue skies. We're on a beach in the Bahamas. Like, it's this little, I mean, it's just kind of like this dumpy little shack, but you know, it. It was nice. I didn't think it was too Hunger Gamesy yet, but it Wait, definitely got. But can you talk about the Hunger Gamesy part? Because I remember reading that specifically in your email. Totally, totally. So after everyone gets nice and hammered, and we're all driving around to Pig Island and Iguana Island, and whatnot, getting super sunburned, we come back and it's. I mean, pandemonium has broken out. They all the flights. It seems like that have continually you know come in they brought everyone into that same shack so it's just a swarm of people all half of them hammered out of their minds half of them passed out in their own puddle of vomit like no joke and there's just shitty shitty music blaring and blaring and blaring out of these like old broken down speakers i mean the whole place was shaking because you know it's like this wooden shack and i'm just oh my god so Finally, like a group of us, when we get back, we're like, we need to, we've been here like all day. We need to go back to our campsite. So once one of the buses comes down with more people, we kind of, kind of like attacked the driver and we were like, hey, you need to get us out of here. You need to take us to our accommodations. And we like really, we like really hassled him because we were like, yo, we've been here. It's probably like, 3 or 4 p.m. by now and we've been there since 10 a.m. Yeah, getting hammered in the yeah. sun like no sunscreen nothing so we're like yo you need to take like 15 of us with you right now and the guy you could tell is like you could tell he like can't for whatever reason we're t- we're fighting him we're fighting him we're like no you gotta take us so he's like all right fine get in get in get in so like i would say like 20 of us pile into this little like I don't even know, like, you know, one of those, like, old folks buses? Like, that's, it <laughs> yeah. felt like it was, like, one of those old <laughs> like folks buses. Like a sprinter so, like, kind of yeah. Kind of. So it's, like, not quite a bus, but it's not a short bus. It's, like, somewhere in between. Yeah. Anyways, 20 of us, like, pile in there, and we're trying to make it out of, like, the beachfront shack area, and we have to go up this hill, and the bus literally rolls back <gasps> down the hill, and we're, like... Oh my god! And the guy's like, "It's okay, it's okay. We're this gonna try this all again. the time." <laughs> so we like all <laughs> join together and push our weight forward and like hurl ourselves basically up this hill just barely. And we're like, "Oh dear God!" So at that point, I'm like, "What am I into? Like, what is happening here? Why is he being so sketchy? Why is this bus basically broken down?" And so the driver drives us originally to this other place that looked like really nice condos. And we're like, oh, is this where we're staying? And then and then he's like, no, 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 everybody get back in, get back in. This isn't the right place. And we're like, all right, well, why are you messing around with us? Like, just take us where we need to be. And at this point, I'm like, okay, what's, what the hell's happening? And he's like, all right, I'll take you there, but I just have to warn you. <gasps> we're like, oh, God. Yeah. And he's, Sorry, we're just laughing. Uh, it's a free-for-all. <sighs> and we're all kind of like, what? And he, and he goes, it's it's a free-for-all. We're like, what do you mean free-for-all? And he goes, there's no assignments. Um, 
there's no assignments. That's all I can say. It's a free for all. I would just recommend that you pick one of the tents closest to the blue house. And we're like, what? What are you talking about? And as he's telling <laughs> us this, we're pulling up and we're all like, oh shit. We start seeing those little army tent looking things. And there's just like, uh, like hundreds of people swarmed around the blue house. And we're like, oh my God. And he's like, all right, good luck. So we get out and a bunch of people like, swarm for tents and a bunch of people like swarm over to where like the concierge booth is concierge (laughs) yeah exactly exactly so we like i'm like with i don't know i went alone mind you and i just like made friends with some people who were there and half of the friends that i made went over to like one side which was supposed to be issuing wristbands and the other side went to something about like adding money onto the wristband did you ever see billy or grant or any of the people that I were technically responsible for Later in the night, I never saw Billy. Later in the night, I met the guy from Fuck Jerry. I was talking to him for quite a while. And he was like, look, man, look, like, I just run Fuck Jerry. Like, I don't really know what's happening here. Like, I came here as a favor. Look, like, I'm going to try and get you off this island. I swear. Like, I swear. Because at one point, everyone was, like, fighting over their wristband. Even me, because I didn't have my wristband still. Like, some people were showing up with wristbands, and some people weren't. But let's be real. What could the wristband really get you? At, well, if you put right. your money on it. Right. At that yeah. point, we were but like... at that point, know, there wasn't, like... What can, what can we even do? But there were people... Right. There were people hounding the staff members, like, I want you to upgrade me to VIP. I want all access passes. I want... I want artist passes and i'm just looking at like bruh bruh there's no festival like (laughs) like you get a pillow then wait seriously nick i have a question because you said you're talking to the head of fuck jerry do you Mm -hmm. believe that they didn't have any idea because you know how there's this big controversy i know you haven't seen the documentary yet but people are saying (laughs) because jerry media produced the netflix one they feel like they in part had to tell their side of story to lie because they think that they knew I mean, I feel like you had to have known. I mean, how could you, with with the state that everything was in when we showed up, like you had to have known weeks and weeks, even like months in advance that this shit was not going to happen. I mean, the way he, it just seemed like he was trying to cop himself out. Like he kept telling me like, look, like, I don't know, man. Like, I just came here as a favor. I just run fuck Jerry. There was a lot of like, head holding like oh oh you know like touching his head like oh oh yeah i just don't know man like i'm gonna do my best to get you out of here and i'm just like dude who are you like who like get me the hell off this island (laughs) wait so what happened with the food situation because you're a vegan so how did you everybody yeah everybody talks about the fucking cheese sandwich let me tell you i had a tiny ass smushed russet potato um over boiled carrots or i should say carrots it was like half a it was like a it was like a quarter of a carrot cut you know and boiled way too long it like mushed right in your mouth like freaking mm. sweet potato. um and there were some leafy greens and that was about it and so i just clung to the nearest bowl of walnuts and helped myself to a bunch of walnuts got myself some water um but yeah, I just thought it was funny that the cheese cheese sandwich went viral because I really wish I would have taken a picture of my vegan meal. It was, I mean, embarrassing. Honestly, that sounds better to me than the sandwich, the potato. But what happened, the- like, were people fighting for food? Uh, I don't think people were fighting for food. It was actually pretty, 
it was pretty you know organized like there was a lot there was a line for like the food place um but i will tell you people were definitely fighting for the liquor and the next morning so oh i had to God, spend the night course. there there were wait did you hear about how there was a lockdown at the airport did anyone tell you that yeah, yeah that was in the documentary so basically okay. yeah, everyone they were, like, rationing bags of chex mix like oh my god cannot believe this so i stayed the night woke up the next morning hot as hell moist as hell in my super damp bed got out of my tent and i walked down to like the little beachside area by the blue house, which was like, you know, the main house where all the staff was staying. And these people had taken a mattress and put it in the ocean and were like riding the mattress, like a surfboard, just with bottles of tequila. Like they're like, Oh, everybody calm down. We're partying. That was probably our previous guest. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) What are you guys doing? Like, don't you want to get off this Island? They're like, no man, like we're just hanging out. Like, oh my we'll god! Get off when we get off, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? That's hilarious. People, man. Yeah, there's. It's funny to hear different perspectives, but, um, Nick, since we have one more caller, is there anything else that you want to share that you feel like people need to know before uh, we let you go? The bathrooms were really bad. Tell us all about them. They were all like over flooded. There were wet towels all over the floor. It was just like there, some of most of them, I would say three or four showers in the little shower rental wouldn't work. So there was like one that would work and it was just like up to your ankles in gross, murky. I'm going to throw up. It was, it was disgusting. Yeah. Were people on drugs? I or don't were- think I was on drugs. I think everyone was just really, really, really hammered. Right. It didn't seem like anyone was like on mushrooms or like anything (laughs) that i think that would have made something really scary for somebody was there plumbing no there was no yeah it was just like the rv it was just like the little rv um toilet oh okay but there wasn't like poop sitting in the toilet no i mean the the showers were gross enough like but the toilets i mean the toilets were fine from what i remember maybe i blocked that part out but Oh my god! Yeah, crazy. Oh, and they were—I didn't get my bag. I checked my bag. Oh yeah, I uh, forgot to ask about the bags. That scene that in the too. documentary yeah. is so frightening, and it, it's just so anxiety-inducing because I was like, "Oh my god!" They literally say, "Find your black bag in a sea of black bags," and I would like exactly. cry if I didn't they find mine. So fun- and that was the one thing that I was worried about most because I was like, "Look, lady, I could give a fuck about my wristband. I could give a fuck about whatever. Like, I I can eat walnuts all night." But listen, where is my bag? They told me it would be here an hour after I got here. I still don't have it. And they're like, "Yeah, we're working on we're working on it." Finally, I see this like big trailer truck pull up, and this guy, this like local guy's in the back of the truck, just literally hurling bags out of out of the truck. Just like it was like, I mean. It was crazy. It was just like they were just hurling the bags out, hurling the bags, and there was just like a pile of bags all along the ground. And I'm like searching, digging through all these bags, trying to find mine. Finally found mine. Thank God there was nothing like a laptop or like a camera yeah. in there, something that would break. But they were just <laughs> literally hurling them out of the side of the trailer. I was like, oh, this is bad. Crazy. Well, thank you so much for calling in and sharing your experience with us. Totally, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm hoping somebody can get some laughs out of it. Oh, my so. God. You, <laughs> Definitely you something some I'll never forget. But mm-hmm. um, thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Thanks for having me. Bye, okay. Nick. Bye. Bye-bye. See ya. 
As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, guys. So we got Daniel and Matt on the line who have watched both documentaries and went to Fire Festival together. And you guys have a lot to get off your chest right now. You have just told us. We are hot. We are red hot right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm fired up. Okay. I'm fired up. No pun, in, no pun intended. I am fired up. Okay. <laughs> you just watched documentaries for the first time? Yeah. I, I actually, I plan on not watching them. You know, I lived it. Um, and honestly, like, spoiler alert, at the end of the day, we ended up having a good time. You know, we ended up going to Miami and had a fun night, a fun weekend with a friend. So I really had no interest and reliving and just finding out how shitty Billy McFarland is. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I found out that I was getting interviewed, I, I decided to do my homework. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. We're fired up. We're all right. Up. Yeah. So I, any I and names. all thoughts. We can go. name names. Let's drop some names. Um, so where should we start? Anywhere you want. Whatever's in your head right now. We just don't want like a timeline. We want more of like what your thoughts okay. are right now. So, yeah. And a I thesis. think me and me, this is, this is a, a thesis. Oh, this is perfect, actually. <laughs> Great. Um, so me and Daniel kind of had a differing opinion. When I, I feel like I watch, especially the Hulu documentary, I feel like there's a lot of like essentially this millennial, like a millennial's got to. Like Precisely. How, how dumb. Yeah, how dumb are these millennials? Yeah, we were saying that we would have wanted our like. I feel like the Hulu ones for parents and the Netflix ones it's like just for shaming us. our whole generation. Exactly, yeah, it's complete bullshit. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like I, I don't know, man. Like, so I, so we got we paid five hundred dollars. We got the early presale tickets, and the way we look at it, I mean, I don't I don't think we are like the leaders of our generation, but. A lot. <laughs> You know, definitely not. Definitely not. But I mean, I don't know. The way we all looked at it as a group of friends was like, okay, we have five hundred dollars pre-sale tickets. I'll gamble five hundred dollars on the dream. We assumed from the get-go that this was a scam. But like five hundred dollars, I can bet. Why would you you assume that? Because you know. We, we, I mean, we had like a, a rolling group message. It was like, how it was going to be super shitty. It was going to fail. It was going to be Jaw Rule on an island with us. Just like singing Jaw Rule songs, <laughs> nothing about it. Yeah, I, and it was so it was like a group of friends, like me, like my brother, like two of my brothers, and we just kind of just naturally assumed that everything was going to go wrong because it was five hundred bucks included, like our airfare. We had some nice condo. Yeah, it was an shit. It was way too good to be true. Yeah. We knew it was like it was not going to be what they sold us. We didn't expect it to be that bad, but we knew it wasn't going to be. But I want you to know, the, my first note is literally on me. I should have Googled it more. That's true. We did very little research. <laughs> what yeah, would the Googling have sick. really told you <laughs> no, about what to expect? Actually, it was that's in the so future. crazy to me. You buy a ticket to go on a trip. You're like basically handing over I would just responsibility for be your okay. life over to someone else. I would always assume it's going to be okay. Just because yeah, like, exactly. You know, it's like buying the Coachella. I wouldn't be like, oh my god, Coachella gonna fail? Well, no, exactly. cruises. If you can go on a four day cruise for five hundred dollars, and then you get all of the entertainment and all the food you want for free. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> and like, I think we look just looked at it as like, you know what? We'll gamble on this. This will be fine. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I think my biggest takeaway. Go coming out of it, 
when, when we when we got back to Miami was I heard all these like hot takes about like how how fucked this whole thing was and like how like it was fucked since Jump Street like they never stood a chance and like that's easy to say when it's all done but yeah. my biggest question is who knew what when you know I feel like we need a true crime documentary about <laughs> what is going on at Firefly. No, I'm serious. Like, a serial podcast. A serial podcast about, tr- about Fire Festival. It's so true. Do you guys think that Andy King is in the wrong? Do you think Jaw Rule's in the wrong? Like, do you think, yes. though? Because a lot of also, people feel is, like is they should pay for it. Okay. I also took. I took. I, I, I is Ja Rule a hip hop mogul? Does Ja Rule hip hop I don't think he does. That's, that's note number four. Wait, what? <laughs> Ja Rule hip hop mogul question mark. I don't know if he qualifies. Yeah, he seems like I think it was like that too. <laughs> yeah, I mean I would I would chase he's a hip hop mogul. And what else has Ja Rule done besides go to jail for tax evasion? Murder. I don't I, again on me I went to his festival. <laughs> True. Um but you know, I, I think I don't know. And that was the whole thing. I, I saw, I recognized I, we were talking about um Mark Weinstein was the dude we were talking about. I didn't recognize that King guy from, from the island. But Mark Weinstein was the dude with the... Yeah, the, the, the one that was supposed to be a yoga instructor. He was a musical yeah. music festival oh, consultant. Yeah. yeah. You're real positive. Yeah. And also, like, get it together, man. Like, everything. Come on. Wait, why well, do you say that? Well, I mean, so the whole... I, I think a lot of it was people were saying, oh... In the documentary, they're like, okay, we need 12 months to prepare for this. And they were talking about this. Uh, and then the next thing that Mark's guy comes on, he's like, they call me like 45 days out. It's like, okay, how'd you not know right. from Jump Street that this was a bad idea? That's you know? true. Like, say, no, you can't do that yeah, 45 days rather than exactly. trying to take it on. I but they talk, that- he, he said that at, towards the end, you know. Remember, they were saying, like, in retrospect, had exactly. all had a had a hundred people have said no. It's like the opposite of the Lady Gaga quote. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Had a hundred people said no in the room and didn't believe in them, it wouldn't yeah, well, happen. I mean, I think he says at the end he's like he's like questioning it, like, oh, am I complicit? Was I was I responsible? And like in my head, anybody who was on that island is in some way, shape, or form. I don't know necessarily to the extent that Billy McFarlane is, and. Skipping to the Hulu documentary. Have you guys seen both of them? Yes. I could not look away from his boots. Oh, oh my God. Lauren and I <laughs> like, literally go. Matrix? I know. Who does he think he is? He is trying to be someone he is Absolutely. not, but that's literally <laughs> yeah. the essence of who he is. Like, they were just so not him. Yeah. He looks like Morgan's a step. Yeah, it was, it was brutal. But so, yeah, I think. Do you guys I, think, I think six years in, in prison is enough? No, no. And we were actually talking about this. I think this, th- both those documentaries are an indictment on our justice system. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, seriously. Allegedly. Like, that's both for an attorney. Yeah. <laughs> well, more, no. what we were all saying, which was crazy to us, is we learned in the Hulu one, because we watched the Hulu one second, how insane it was that they, they actually had the audacity to try and make Fire Festival 2019 happen like a month after. It's mind-blowing. I remember getting, I remember getting emails about like, don't worry, you can go to number. Uh, well, no, he kept saying it. He was like, uh, "V one, V one failed. V one failed." It's like you, you can't just do that, you know. So yeah, we'll get him next year. Best of three, you know. 
Do you blame any of the advertisers, the Instagram models, considering they um, they really didn't know what to predict? Like they're not in that world. They weren't in the um, office rooms with them. That was another. There's actually. Are we allowed to name names? Yeah, yeah. You can do whatever you you want. I didn't think that. I I didn't think the Instagram influencers were. First of all, reliable. Okay, this is another thing. So going back to like the whole millennial thing, um, I feel like especially the Hulu documentary paints this as like oh these millennials they i'm pretty sure the opening line of the hulu documentary are these millennials living in their parents basement <laughs> wanting to wanting to be famous getting like an opportunity like i don't think that's the reality of course i i, I will admit i will willfully admit that probably the worst of our generation was on that island <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i don't think that was everybody for everybody i talked to who like who had bought like a fucking yacht, which is absurd. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll gamble $500, but I'm not spending $15,000. Well, we also didn't have $15,000 to spend. We also didn't have $15,000 to spend. <laughs> true, true. But like for everybody I talked to like that, there was somebody who was just like our group of friends who were like a bunch of people who got together and like, hey, an island for $500, mine as well, right? Right. Um, and I don't know. I think you look at so even even those those fucking goons who got took for like fifteen thousand dollars for a yacht that never showed up. What about the people who straight up invested in this and like right. gave Billy McFarlane millions of dollars? That was my like villain. those weren't millennials. Those were people. Who, that is so true. Right? That <laughs> is so. That is true. so true. Everyone that invested millions of dollars and gave money to Billy McFarlane was not a millennial. And that's and that's another thing about Billy McFarlane. They kept saying throughout these documentaries, and especially the Netflix one, because what was that dude's name? King. Andy King. Andy yeah. King. Andy King. They kept talking about like how charismatic and engaging right. Billy McFarlane is. I know hindsight is twenty twenty. I don't get it. No. <laughs> I don't get it. There it is. There right. it is. It's so true. Like what millennial would meet Billy McFarlane and be like, yeah, yeah, let me give you a million you know of what? my You're dollars. Right. He has the kind of like, like the... skeezy charm that kind of like works on our parents. Yeah. It definitely doesn't work on us. Like, like, ew. Like, oh my God, this guy's a huge douche. Yeah, guy was a major if I saw, yeah. if I knew that was the face of Fire Festival, <laughs> granted, I went thinking that Ja Rule was oh, the face of Fire Festival. Hip hop mogul. Hip hop mogul. Hip hop mogul Ja Rule. Yeah, so again, I admit, <laughs> could have done more Googling. I could have done a little more research. All right. Well, you guys are literally incredible. Like, all these thoughts are the best. I'm sorry that you went to Fire Festival and this happened to you, but I'm happy that we are, we have such a great content to make with the Really? So, if, those... if you don't mind me asking real quick. Yeah, of yeah. course. So the people that you've been talking to, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, like, how did they describe their time on the island? Well, one... Were they like, I was scared, I was like, this was... One person went, one person we spoke to went by themselves and he's like, I had the time Actually, of my life. Two of them went by themselves. One hated it. One, really one was like very blast. skeptical the whole time, was a vegan, <laughs> like barely had yeah, yeah, yeah. like well, that's, yeah. things to eat. Um, and then, yeah, so it was basically what you've seen in the documentary. Yeah. So Would then, you guys... then there was the one guy who was probably surfing on his mattress. Right. Yeah. He yeah. definitely was the guy surfing on the mattress. Do you feel like the documentaries left anything out? Um, or do you feel like they I did a pretty good job painting the picture of like how it actually all went down? <laughs> One second. 
thought the Netflix one was pretty accurate. The Netflix one, well, I don't know. Is the net the Netflix one? And this goes into like my whole question of let's get into this serial style and who knew what when is didn't didn't fuck Jerry produce the Netflix one? Yeah, yeah. So that's the controversy there. And that's yeah. and so that's I, I don't know. I think the Netflix one uh, we were actually just talking about. This. I think the Hulu one was a little bit more informative. The Netflix yeah. one was 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 was. I agree. We got more insight and more like strange information from the Hulu one, but the Netflix one was like great as a storyline. Did did the guy you talked to that had a really good time? Did he go to the beach party like very early in the morning before everything fell apart? Yeah, Yeah. he said he was there for like nine hours, and he said actually that the food was great (laughs) and that everyone was just hammered, like laying in the sand. Yeah, so I in our group of eight people, I flew in like on the first flight. And so I like didn't know anybody there, and that was actually awesome, just because it was like really nice day in the Bahamas. I had no right. idea everything fell through, and they just like fed you drinks and like met some Canadian dudes. Like went to that whole island with all the pigs and stuff, just hammered. Right. That's what he was talking about. Yeah, that's what he was saying. He said like the it's everyone's in consensus that the first day, if you were like on one of those early flights, was like unreal. Yeah, it's like basically just go to the Bahamas on your own yeah. terms, and, like land a goddamn beach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean like. That's essentially, I mean, I think the reason we wanted to go, I mean, the, we were sold on a beach, a beach and just like, you like fucked up with your friends. Yeah. Getting, getting, yeah. doing drugs with your friends and just chilling on a beach. Sounds like a good time. That sounds like a great vacation. Can I ask um, how old I you think, guys are? Excuse me? Can I ask how old you guys are? I'm 24. Okay. I am 29. Okay. okay. How old were we when we went? How many years ago was this? Two? I was, Two I blacked it out. Okay. Um, no, I think the, the shocking thing to me the next day, and this is what I don't think was really covered in the documentaries. Well, you also ate a 150 milligram edible. The next okay. Day. I did drink. I did <laughs> eat a big edible the next day. <laughs> Man, okay. We were flying through the airport and it was like the morning, like we're waiting. So we hopped in a, okay. So actually we left this out. So we were going to the airport. Everyone was waiting in these buses and we're like, fuck that. Everything fell through. So we just found a local and paid him 50 bucks and rode the bed of his pickup truck to the airport. <laughs> so, cause we were like, we're not going to wait for these buses. But when we got there, we're like waiting in this line. And then I like noticed Matt wearing these sunglasses and there's just tears going down his eyes. I was cracking up. I, I, I was, was like, my, nothing I was, funny is happening. It's hot as shit. I was in my own little world. Wait, was, you was, were was, crying because you were high or? He was laughing. He's just like, oh, yeah. yeah, just laughing. Yeah, I was, I was, I was throwing it in my mind. I had a huge, but this is the thing is that like me on like, an absurd amount of... It was 150 milligrams. It was a lot. It was a lot. I, That's a lot. That, that might be fake news. I'm not sure. <laughs> that might be tall tale. Wait, but... It was, but, it was a significant amount. Wait, tell us what you were about to say that wasn't in the documentary. So, the next morning, when we're all trying... Well, first of all, the people who are trying to get off at, like, the night of, my argument to them would be, like, I don't think they know how planes work. You can't just, like, show up at an airport and be like, I need my plane, you know? Right. That's not how, that's not how airports or planes work. Um, but like the next morning we're trying to get everything's been canceled and I feel like everyone's brainstorming and like how like, we don't know anybody, but like everyone's like, how are you getting off the silent? How, what are you guys doing? Right. Um, I would talk to people. And so the email came out, first of all, throughout the night, the, the best email I ever got, this is like, everyone canceled. We're all just chilling. And we got an email that said, 
Like any first year festival, there's been a few hiccups. Oh my gosh. Which is the fucking best. Those emails they were sending us. That we is were going through our cell phones. We don't have our group texts or emails anymore, but they were fucking great. The emails they sent were absurd. <laughs> oh, I would love to see one of those. I know. If but only we like, can read yeah, one of the those. next morning, the next morning where they sent out an email, and I get why. I get why they said, okay, they sent out an email saying festival's canceled. Everybody meet at the blue uh, house, like whatever. That was like their HQ. Um, buses will be there to pick you up. And it said in like big, bold letters, whatever you do, don't try to arrange your own transportation to the airport. I get that from like a legal standpoint. They don't want to be liable yeah. for whatever happens to us. But like, fuck them. Uh, so I'm asking people, like, what are you guys doing? Like, how are you guys getting off the island? And people would be like, oh, well, um, they said, like, the buses are coming at the <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, but they also said Migos is going to be playing today. Like, <laughs> make moves. Um, and I think, like, I, I, honestly, again, <laughs> I certainly wasn't so for this morning. Uh, but I just, I remember thinking of it as like, uh, like a, like a, like a, like a social experiment. Like you could break the group of people into three categories. Like the people who are like following the directions for some odd fucking reason. And then there were people who were like Lord of the Flies and this was it. Right. And they just, like, there were people like stealing golf carts, right. like trash wow. and shit. Um, and then there were people, and like, again, this isn't just us. And I don't think these people are necessarily representing the documentary where people are like relative adults being like, okay, let's get off this island. Let's make moves. Um, and I actually was, I was, I was actually pleasantly surprised that the documentaries did not, I remember being there. People were being like, "Locals are stealing shit. Locals are trash." I said, "Like, no, I've never like met some nicer people." And I remember like getting to the getting to the airport, and I remember like talking to people. Like, they were like apologizing. Like, I feel so. Wait, bad. hold on. It's a little but hard it's... for us to hear you. You said you remember getting to the airport, and someone was apologizing. I remember getting to the airport, and like it was just a shit show. And I also remember getting to the airport, and we were like waiting in line, right? With and we had our tickets because we we went to the desk and our tickets, right. and people would be come up to me like. How'd you get those tickets? Like, how do you usually get those tickets? You go to the front desk. You don't- <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! So you feel like people yeah. were just people kind of like following the rules and lost. How'd you get their- that? Yeah. Oh, well, that's, well, that's what I'm civilization. saying. Right. Exactly. Interesting. And I, again, I will, I will willingly admit that the worst of our generation was there. <laughs> that is so but that's hilarious. How'd it's you not, get that? I don't think it's representative. And I actually remember. So we were like, well, how long were we at the airport for? Like a, three or four hours. Three probably. or four hours. Um, and so we would just go around to like, I mean, just to like fill up time, just right. like pass the time, go to like the businesses that are around there. And those people are so nice and they felt like, so they were like apologetic to us. Right. Um, and so I was actually, that, that's what I was, I was pleasantly surprised about the, uh, the documentaries that they didn't try to say right. that, oh, like these guys are part of the problem. Cause they right. really weren't honestly, right. like, the person, <laughs> the person we spent, we paid $50 to send the drivers to the airport. Could have like driven us to the middle of nowhere and dropped us off. Screw like, <laughs> right. you, white people. Uh, but they but no, didn't. Nice. Yeah. Well, we can't thank you guys enough. We're actually running out of time, but you guys were so funny, very and good, so very informative. Um, yeah, you got your notes down really good. <laughs> and really we glad appreciate all your hilarious thoughts. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Yeah, of course. Thank Have a good night. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Good night, guys. All right. Bye. 
Well, guys, that is the end of the Fire Festival. I don't get it podcast. I know. I feel like a lot of people basically said what was said in the documentaries, which I think is good because that means the documentaries exactly basically covered a lot. Yeah. Um, and I'm happy to hear that some people got their money back if they had an Amex. But I don't know. Just fucking crazy. This is the ultimate I don't get it. So I'm happy we got to talk to people that went. I just love that, that those guys said, I don't get the Billy appeal. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. It's, it's true. true. It really is true when you think about it. Like, who would trust this guy? But I've never met him. So uh, maybe he's cool. <laughs> all right, guys. Ugh. Goodbye. Subscribe. And we love you. Right, right, right. Rate and review. Rate Goodbye. And review. Bye. I don't get it. Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Babes and Babies, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It.